welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. And today we watched Nightmare at Noon, an action movie from 1987, and also Triclops, a stop-motion monster movie from only a couple years ago. And Nightmare at Noon is one that you brought to the table, Colin, in April. I think that, April, you bought it for a very special reason, right? Yes. I mentioned this before. I was at a kind of like weird movie bazaar a couple months ago for What the Film Festival Oh, in the Toronto. What the Film Bazaar. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. Run by Justin McClue and Peter Kaplowski. Oh my God, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, check it out. Maybe next year. But yeah, I was at the table looking at these movies and I saw that Wingshauser was on the cover. <laughs> and I was like, I know Wingshauser from uh, Get Even. Get Even. Yeah. And so that was enough for me to buy it. And funny story, I actually, put it down and then I went to like get a couple other things and then when I picked it back up and bought it I didn't realize I actually accidentally bought something else what I, did you buy under it I bought Deathline Deathline <laughs> oh yeah that's wait a- are you talking about like raw meat yeah that's right that's like a British movie with <laughs> so Christopher- wait you spent like $65 and you're like man this is an expensive copy of Nightmare at Noon yeah what, it and was underneath I, yeah <laughs> oh so then God. I actually had to go back and buy more things so to kind of hide that I accidentally bought the same thing oh oh so you didn't pay for it <laughs> no i did pay for it oh okay i'm Wait, very this, confused this doesn't make I, this makes no sense so i handed this copy which what i thought was nightmare at noon to the guy it turns out it was deathline oh <laughs> then you had to go back and you're like i saw deathline was the classic wings hauser vehicle <laughs> and then we were gonna be just, like yeah. sitting down to watch it like i got this movie nightmare at noon and then all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden like, christopher oh, lee and Donald Pleasance the, are on no, screen. i didn't want the christopher lee movie i wanted the wings hauser movie so you had this reaction Action anytime you see a Wings Hauser picture, you're you like, have to much, buy it. Yeah. Ooh, whoa, I can't believe it. It's the handyman, or I'm trying to think of other Wings Hauser. <laughs> I don't Bice know. Squad. I don't yeah. know anything that he's been in. But he's in a bunch of stuff. I only know him from Get Even. I love the cover of this movie because it's like Wings Hauser. And everyone's favorite leading man, Bo Hopkins. No, you mean Bob Hoskins. No, not <laughs> Mr. Mario. Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's Bo Hoskins. Bo Hoskins. Who could only be described as like Steve McQueen if he's like... Yeah, I think if his career had taken a turn or, you know, uh, he was sort of washed up in the 80s, if he was alive at this time. Did he have other movie roles or so me and Colin oh looked. he's been in a million movies. yeah he's just like a working actor Bo Hoskins yeah, I think he had like 132 yeah credits or and something he like was that. like with Sam Peckinpah for a while he's one of the baddies in the wild bunch and he was in oh. the getaway I believe yeah, as well that's right oh so but western yeah, yeah and because Nightmare at Noon is essentially a western it's pretty much a western with yeah. mutants um well kind of mutants but let's get into it what's the plot Colin well, uh, it starts out as Brian James plays this sort of albino kind of evil person. Wait, who's Brian James? Brian James is uh, Leon from Blade Runner. Mm. What's oh. a, he's what's also a on. He's also on the cover, and I didn't even recognize him, even though Colin has a huge picture of him in our house. Yeah, you have a picture of him from Tango and Cash, right? Where he does the amazing English accent where he's like, hello, hello. I, I think he was Australian in that movie. Oh, man, I don't oh, know man. what accent he, just he sounded has. English. I don't know. But well. he's albino in this so he looks white. like we were laughing at the beginning because he's wearing sunglasses at night at one point and he looks just like John Carpenter he does like John Carpenter the way that he looks now yeah exactly like if he's like jamming out at his keyboard or like something the, like, like that like the crypt keeper I <laughs> so can see it I think that like he and his Agents, whenever quite they, clear, because they don't work for the U.S. government. They have a, a logo, and it says A-P-E, Ape. And, okay. uh, and they drive, <laughs> and all their vans have like Ape 1, Ape yep. 2 on the license plates, but 
we're not really sure what that stands for. I don't for. think we ever find out. It might say something on the, they, on the computer screen. They're all really under yeah. their helmets and stuff like that. So they're sort of parked outside of town at night, and then he shoots something. He puts a vial into a gun and shoots it into the, the lake. I guess and, it's the town's water supply. Yeah, and it can't be good because it's glowing green, it's which glowing is green. evil. Yeah. It's Bright like radioactive stick. green like the reanimator goo. Yes, yeah, exactly. it's like he just came from a rave or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he just saw Cyberstorm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, man, I got this great green goo. So he, you know, he's sort of like typing on his computer and it was like initializing experiments. So he shoots this uh, green glowing stuff into the, into the water. And then uh, I guess he's interrupted by one of the kind of local hillbillies. Yeah, like, pulls he's up. like, hey, what's going on What's going here? on? You got, what's he, what does he say? Like, I don't know. He's not like, you got green goo or something? Uh, they, so go they, ape um, or go home? Yeah. Then they pull out their machine guns and shoot him. Which leads us into like one of the big themes of this movie, which are just random stunts. Oh, yeah. So this is I, like halfway through this movie, I'm saying this seems like one of those films that's made by a stunt team. Yeah. Or a director that has worked really closely with a stunt team. Uh, and it was almost like you're, you know, I've got a check box list. Of all the stuff of that all you the have stuff. to do. Okay, we got Because, like, this was directed by Nico Motorakis, who's most famously known for making movie uh, Isle of Death, which is kind of like a weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie if it was made by someone who had never seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and just explained to him. <laughs> and he made a film called The Zero Boys, which is really famous okay. for having, like, how cool paintballing is at the beginning of the movie. And they okay. actually win a woman by winning a paintball tournament. She's like, I want to hang with the cool paintball. Baller guys. Yeah, that's how it is, man. Wow. And oh, in the paintballing field? Yeah. <laughs> what, you don't know this? I've never gone paintballing really? in my life. So is it like one of those like 90s movies where there's like a skateboarding tournament or something or like a rollerblading tournament and then at the end the girl thinks that the guy's really cool because he's the best at paintball? I mean, I don't remember that much, <laughs> but I think that's a paintball movie we need to make. I feel like paintballing's not cool anymore, though. Like, it was cool when I was a teenager. Uh, yeah, early two. No, early 2000s. No, now it's all air soft oh yeah yeah and that hurts that it hurts, hurts. yeah those things they sting <laughs> but back to nightmare at noon uh we meet wings hauser yeah we meet wings hauser he uh so it like cuts to the next day after brian james infects the town's water or whatever so we cut to wings hauser and his wife he's like a rich he's entertainment a, he's lawyer. a lawyer yeah he mentions that they're in this like really swanky rv and like they're the sort of rich couple from the city so they're doing like they're kind of they don't week, look, they don't vacation. look like a rich couple <laughs> uh, well, uh, did you see wings hauser he has his butt, his shirt buttoned down <laughs> Do you all see the that, way to the chest. That RV was insane. That was that was a it's very extra- just a regular RV. And, oh. he, and he name drops Twisted Sister later yeah, on. Yeah, he's like, oh, if I, I work with Twisted Sister, I can work with anybody. Yeah, and even has like okay. a vanity license plate. It was like, I, I sue you or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's like a rich douchebag. The both of them. Uh, and we also meet uh, George Kennedy, everyone's favorite actor from the Naked Gun series. Yeah, Naked Guns, George Kennedy. And, and he, he just kind of wakes up. He's like, oh, and he's a sheriff and stuff. <laughs> like that it looks like they shot this in his house like, this is how we were joking he's like the movie's like father figure he's everyone's dad yeah in, in this in this movie i mean george kennedy was born prematurely old like if you look at him in cool <laughs> yeah. hand luke he like looks like he does in this he movie. looks exactly still old <laughs> yeah he does uh so I, they go to a diner and they also well, they, meet they, bo they pick up bo uh hopkins yeah. uh, uh, i want to say hoskins I know, so badly bo hopkins he's hitchhiking on the side of the road do you and, think you know, like bo hopkins 
Hopkins, like Bob Hoskins, like got a very similar name. He's like, my name's my name. My, wait, but Bob Hoskins has like an English accent, right? He's like, yeah. hello, hello. My name is James Stewart. I'm going to change my name to my favorite actor, Bob Hoskins. I wonder if like casting directors get them mixed up all the time. It's like, all right, we got the perfect guy to play Mario. We got Bo Hoskins. He's like, wait, wait, Bob Hoskins. Oh my God. I wanted Bo Hopkins. <laughs> That's to be confused with Anthony Hopkins, it's too another Hopkins. It's like Michael, was it Michael Caine and, and Bo Hopkins and like Mona Lisa? <laughs> All the classic Bob Hoskins performances. Who framed Roger Rabbit? They really Oh, that would Bo be amazing, Hopkins. yeah. I could see that. But like they arrive to a diner and then mm-hmm. shit hits the fan right away. Yeah, so like this old crazy guy gets in. Uh, well, he, he just like he sits was down. Kind, wasn't he kind of crazy before he drinks the water? No, well, they don't show him drink the water. He just sits down at the diner table and just orders food. And mm-hmm. then I don't even know if you see him drink water. It's we assume he's been hanging out all day, probably doing free water he's, all the time. He's kind of like a rough looking fellow. Anyway, he goes crazy. He goes crazy. And then his face turns all green. And uh, his face turns like chalk white. Yeah. And then like green starts like coming out of his face. <laughs> and, like, and then he stabs the waitress. Yeah, he stabs the waitress and he goes crazy. And, like, this movie gets so much mileage out of this one bearded, old, crazy dude. Holy shit. They, they <laughs> it's, like, yeah. 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, they don't make any effort to stop him. They sort of wrestle. He, like, George Kennedy shows up. They, he steals the cop car. Yeah, he goes flying through windows. He gets a oh, gun and blown up cars. It keeps on going. So, April, what is your favorite part of this movie? Now that we're into the plot, because there's not much plot to this film. It's basically, yeah, they poison the town's water. Uh, whoever drinks the water turns into these crazy, uh, frenzied zombie creatures, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And then Brian James and his team just sort of watch from afar. And they kind of wander around town just shooting anybody that comes into their way. Yeah. Like they a- have no plan. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know what the point of this experiment is, but uh. <laughs> you never really find out. I mean, there's lots of things to like about this movie. It's kind of like a solid action movie, and then mm-hmm. like once you think it's gonna slow down for a minute, it's just more action scenes and more <laughs> action scenes. I mean, action is kind of like a very like general thing to say, but so like your favorite thing was like the stunt level. I would say so. I mean, there's also like a bajillion explosions in this. <laughs> so many there's explosions. an explosion yeah. like every two scenes. Everything but... in this town is made of dynamite and gasoline. <laughs> Yeah, so we have like people fighting each other. There's lots of people shooting each other. Mm-hmm. We have oh, people I- running at each other and like falling over and falling off of things and falling under things. And- Great squibs too. Yeah, yeah really. sometimes leaning toward the like Paul Verhoeven. Oh yeah. Oh, just- and we didn't point out that they bleed green blood as well. Oh, that's right. So that's, that's how, how you know. can tell who's a. Because yeah, you see zombie. it in the scene where, like, the old man, after this like 40 minute rampage that he's on, finally one of the cops shows up and he's like, "Dad." Put it down. It's his Put son. It down. Yeah. And then April started shedding some tears. <laughs> you know? I have to say, we saw this for the first time a few months ago, right after I bought it. And I think I was like looking at my phone or something. I wasn't really paying attention. And then I was like, oh, did the old man shoot something? Shoot somebody? And Colin's like, he just shot his own son. And <laughs> I was like, said it was like, I was like, that much seriousness? You did. No, I was laughing when I no, said it. No, you did. And I was like, oh my God. April was crying. <laughs> I was slapping my knee, laughing. I was double Shot over. his own son. I and then. Pause. Just like I shot my own. 
Father Short- April. Shortly Why a- did you get this movie? <laughs> shortly after George Kennedy shoots the old man, and then they're just like, this is like sad music while they're like looking at these two corpses. Mm-hmm. They, they all know sad. one another because it's a very, very small town. Yeah. And I have to say, this is the most deserted town I've ever seen. Yeah, it's essentially like like a Western stunt town set. Like It's like, yeah. Because there's nobody in- on the streets. Yeah. And it, anyone that comes on, they're like, <laughs> and they just go and, sh- and the hero shoot them. I assume that happens. all of those crazy people were played by stunt men and women. I have a feeling because there's... I, it's almost like if you had wandered into a like a stunt spectacular at, yeah, exactly. at Disneyland like or something. Like a ride or like yeah. a... Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever Indiana you Jones it. to come out and be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, Look out, Indy. There's one insane stunt where like a guy on a motorcycle yes. hits a car. Oh my God. And then like he vaults so high up in the air yeah. and then an explosion happens behind him which lights him on fire and in he's, slow yeah. motion. he's flying through the air on fire oh, in slow motion he's in like a seated position like he was on his motorcycle but he's just flying through the air while being on fire it's amazing <laughs> like that landing could not have been a good one. Oh yeah it's uh, fantastic and even great, like there's great. a full body burn at the end George mm-hmm. there's a couple of fire. full body burns yeah and long ones too yeah so they had good burn suits or whatever almost maniac cop two level which has the best full body burns in cinematic history. Okay. If anybody wants to check it out. Oh, definitely. We're watching uh, it on the podcast. My favorite part of the movie is definitely the acting of all the people that are like <laughs> infected with the disease. Because it's like the director couldn't quite figure out if he wanted it to be like George Romero's The Crazies where they're uh-huh. just kind of acting weird or if mm-hmm. he wanted them to be like weird mutants because they're all yeah. white. So instead it's a mix of both like and like sometimes they'll talk but they can still drive cars they can drive cars they can use guns they can uh, they're very stabby a lot of them have knives they just want to hurt people Mm -hmm. and they're also (laughs) dumb because like they'll just stand there and they'll let themselves be shot after taking a really like shitty aim of someone that's coming (laughs) and it's very unclear of like how long it takes to become a monster Mm -hmm. because it's established that George Kennedy drank some coffee at the beginning of the movie and throughout the entire film Film, he's like, he's and like clutching his, his stomach. stomach. He's clutching at his. It's almost like it looks like it. he has IBS. Yeah, we <laughs> like, have to. We you, have to do a supercut. You YouTube. hear like a growl of his stomach. Yeah, he's got it really like bad indigestion. Seven times. Like it's not just yeah. like he feels it, and then the next scene he's a monster. It's like he'll be talking, and he'll be like, "Go ahead." And he'll be like, and his face gets all clenched and sweaty. Yeah, you can you can just like you can just see the guy going like Pepto Bismol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's, you know, your zombie movie trope, right? Which mm, yeah. is the one character who has been bit and then they're hiding it from everybody. Yeah. Only they don't ever, I think, find out that he was infected towards no. the end. He knows he's going out and he's so powerful. He's able to fight this evil agent and he sacrifices himself. He's able to like channel his rage. Yeah, he goes into enemies. And then he just starts shooting them. They set him on fire. Yes. And this is a really long walk that he does like full body burn. And then he jumps into their van and the van explodes. Do you think like all the good guys were like, why did the sheriff charge them light on fire and then make them explode? Yeah, I don't think they really acknowledged it. (laughs) He just started screaming and shooting the bad guys. And then his daughter is a character. She's another cop and she's just like, no, and she's crying. But I don't think it was clear 
if she knew what was going on. No, I don't think so. <laughs> as far yeah. as as far as she knew, that he he just died doing what he loved. So murdering yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like giving a scenario in this movie where like George Kennedy is like a serial killer? <laughs> he did murder like ten people in this movie, he but did. earlier on he's like, for God's sakes, don't shoot don't them shoot in the head. Kill. Don't shoot to kill. And then everybody just shoots to kill. Yeah, like, Wingshauser immediately murders someone. Yeah, they the have girl no does it too. compunction of like just murdering people straight. Yeah. And they never talk and about people it. They know this is a small town, <laughs> and Bo Hopkins is so his attitude in this movie is hilarious. I, love, so like, I love his character. He's not laissez faire. Laissez faire. Like, yeah. he's, yeah. he's not bothered by anything. He doesn't give a crap. He's always got his feet up. He's chewing gum. There's like a fight scene where he's fighting one of these things, and he's chewing gum. Yeah, he like grabbed the chain, and he's still just casual oh, yeah. about it, smacking him on the head and stuff he's like just that. Too cool. He's and great. He always has like, like the coolest a, person. He always has a solution for everything, even though you mm. never really find out what his background is but you assume he was in like he's got training yeah some he's, kind he's of. been through this before he oh goes yeah from town to mutant town yeah and <laughs> he, this Batman. isn't fair well he like deduces like what's going on like immediately like, yeah yeah he immediately like, knows what's happening maybe it's in the water supply yeah and everybody's like yeah that's probably yeah. it i don't know if i missed it but did he like call in like the army at the end i don't know i think he did yes because he went to I the radio oh, and he asked yeah. him to like keep calling that's right and it didn't have a zombie 3 ending where at the end it's revealed that the DJ is also a zombie <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah so it kind of changes gears at, at one point it yeah kinda, basically when George Kennedy dies yeah, yeah as soon as he dies it turns into the searchers mm-hmm. and Brian James and his team are kind of chased out of town and Bo Hopkins and uh, Wingshauser in and like the, a the bootleg girls. monument valley where there's like big yeah. rocks and stuff like that they, they sort of nice like setting. they're walking after one another slowly on horses mm-hmm. uh, tracking each other down and then they have like a big gunfight which the screen choreography is very confusing it's kind of people are shooting place. to the left and the people are being like, like hit hide, on the yeah, right. hiding under rocks but the mm. screen direction is kind of backwards so it was a little confusing colin what was your favorite part of the movie uh my favorite part of the movie i mean other than bo hopkins character i uh, mean we barely talked about wings hauser Oh yeah. What is there to say he's he's his shirt is unbuttoned. Like we noticed yeah. it like fifty minutes into the movie. I've never seen a shirt where the buttons go this low. They like, kinda go halfway down, but he's got all of them open. And, yeah. and I need to breathe. Showing his chest. Yeah. He's a cowardly jerk. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a douchebag. And now lawyer. let's talk about the character he plays in the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh another episode of the Burning Wings Hauser podcast. Shots fired at Wings Hauser. We'll call it hot. Hot wings. Nothing but sweet wing house. How about, how about grilled, grilled wings or something yeah. like that? Hot oh. wings. That's perfect. Hot wings is great. We no, you got to pick something. And I, I mean, I can give you a hit. What happens right at the end of the movie? I am going to case. So Brian James and Bo Hopkins are squaring off at the end. Mm-hmm. And then Brian James. And then all of a sudden this helicopter appears behind Brian James. And he's pretty much like, got you, motherfucker. And yep. then a helicopter appears behind Bo Hopkins. And he's like, fuck you. And so Brian James is killed. And this helicopter chase. Holy shit. And it goes on for 15 yeah, minutes. It is I'm pretty so sure it's 15 minutes long. exactly. And these people in the helicopters, you don't know who they are. You assume one of them is a bad guy. I don't think they even show the pilot. Well, no. when one says the US Army on it. But like we assume that the people who are doing the experiment were was the government. Yeah, but, no. but I guess not. No. Yeah. not so man, yeah. this and it's some amazing flying. They're so close to the ground. Oh yeah, it looks dangerous. And mm-hmm. I remember the sound effects being really like over the top, like it's yeah. like 
choo-choo. They're shooting amazing. at each other, but uh, they got some really good shots. It's, mm. It looks fantastic. Like I'm saying, all the stunt work, that is fantastic. I yes. think that's a great scene. It, but it almost feels like there was more connective tissue there and yeah. like they didn't have time to shoot it. Like maybe uh, George Kennedy's daughter, who's also a cop, was supposed to be flying the plane. Yeah. She disappears from the movie and they're yeah. like, we can't get the plane for a day to shoot her inserts of her against it. So yeah. like, eh, just some generic person, I guess. Yeah, like, that would have made a lot more sense. This but... is for my father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And said she gives the sheriff's sheriff badge to Bo Hopkins. <laughs> they kind of like fall in love. I know, yeah. but it's just like, you know, she should be the sheriff now, like not this guy. Cop. Yeah, not this guy who we know nothing about. And He could be like a know. serial killer for all we know. Like he has a gun. He just he rolls into town. As you know. the sheriff, I decide that murder is legal yeah. to follow in the footstep of George Kennedy's serial killer, as he, we've already established. He yeah. pulls the gun out at the beginning of the movie and shoots the one of the old men. Yes. And I'm like, of course he has a gun. And then uh, Wings Hauser at one point goes, back to his RV and he's got a shotgun. Listen, the Second Amendment allows us to <laughs> carry it's, it's arms. America in uh, Trump's America. America. <laughs> 1988, everyone had a gun. So, mm-hmm. other than Nightmare at Noon, we watched mm-hmm. Triclops. Oh and God. so I picked this movie because I had actually suggested some other films that we'll probably do in the future, mm-hmm. but they were hard ones. Like, they were classically bad, like, video drug movies. And video I, drug movies? Yeah, video drug. You never heard that term? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like kind of like psychotic kind of like who made these really? pictures. Yeah, it's, I think Bleeding Skull coined the term. Does that who mean like, just uh, like really kind of slow and like... Yeah, just out there. Like, wow. did an alien make this film? Like, okay. it's video drugs. Like Jungle Trap? <laughs> yeah, Jungle Trap would be considered a video drug movie. I've never heard so of that So I had That's one amazing. of them in my hands, and I went, we can watch this, which is like the hardest movie I have in my mm-hmm. collection. Or you can watch Triclops, like a monster movie. Movie. Good call. And we decided yeah, to go with call. Triclops. Yeah. So I found this when I was in New York recently and it, at Forbidden Planet. They had like a giant wall of DVDs of all like cult stuff. And I learned that the guy who actually worked there runs Horror Boobs, which is like a company that released a bunch of these films. And they had Triclops released by Alpha Video, which is mostly known as the I, like gray market like they released detour on dvd like okay. no one really has the rights to it but this is one that had commentary on it and it was directed by brett piper and brett piper is a guy that i've known his name for ages i actually have him as a friend on facebook and he's a stop motion guy like that's what it seemingly he does as a career mm-hmm. and like nobody does that anymore yeah it's a um, lost art it's true. It's kind of, well, you just Only said. Leica. Only, uh, you know, the guys who do Kubo and the two <laughs> Just kids yeah. films essentially do stop motion now. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, we'll talk about this probably a little bit more, but at some point as a culture, we accepted, like, CG is okay. Stop mm-hmm. motion is not okay. Right. Even though that, like, you see something and you're like, well, that's CG. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's more of a style thing. I think stop motion sort of fell out of favor as far as visual mm, effects yeah. are concerned. Uh, CG was a lot, you know, it's a lot smoother looking mm-hmm. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it still looks like it's, it's a got, different kind of thing. It's actually it's, for movies. And like, like monsters. It's got specifically. Charm. Yes. It's got charm. Like, and you can, you can kind of feel like the animator's hands. Yeah, stop motion is. Yeah, so, and everyone's saying like use practical effects in horror movie and stuff, but I don't really hear people saying bring back stop motion. Uh, maybe, I hear people maybe say that. Maybe we should. Stuff. 
should. Yeah, we should. So Brett Piper, he's been directing movies since like the 80s. He released some through Troma, like A Nymphoid Barbarian in Dinosaur Hell is one of them. (laughs) Um, But I haven't watched one of his new ones because this Triclops and as April and Colin looked at it and were like, what, 2016? Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was maybe like in the 1960s or something like that. It has one of those covers where all the characters are kind of cowering and holding one another is like you see this big monster. And and like Brett Piper on the back, like it says that he wanted this to be a homage to like Burt I. Gordon movies Mm -hmm. and like drive-in films. We started it off and woof. That beginning, we were worried because it's like the crummy digital video look. Yeah, and like CG kind of after effects. Effects, yeah. Um, And it starts off with a guy crashing on an island, his jet, Mm -hmm. and then he sees something nuclear and he's like, oh. That's like a crashed meteor. It's a glowing object or something like that. And then we cut to a bunch of people in a bar. Uh, right. And, and it goes on for a long time. It's yeah, just natural it's like, lighting and yes. the sound is poor. Yeah, difficult quality. to hear. This DVD is like very compressed as well. Yeah. Like it looks blocky and digitally, which kind of mm-hmm. bummed me out. And that feels more like a transfer thing because I'm sure the cameras yeah. that they shot mm-hmm. with wasn't that. It's not the kind of blockiness you'd get on a camera. Uh, right, okay. So it's like after after the fact. Yeah, when you would mean. compress it for the right. DVD that we watched. Unless it was shot like a lot longer ago than it was released. Yeah, it, uh, it says 2014, 2016. But even, oh, like, well, no. even yeah. the low light stuff, I think, looked pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was mostly a compression issue. But like, yeah. I don't want to just rag on this movie because we really liked it. No, it's really entertaining. It and was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I was kind of worried at the beginning. Yeah, because like, oh, it is no. like a little bit like kind of set in the scene, lots of exposition. But we meet our hero who <laughs> which, you've never which, seen a hero <laughs> like this in a movie before. My God. Like he is just like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, your gym teacher or you're like your dad's friend. And... He has feathered hair. I'm just going to call him Blondie. Feathered blonde, blonde, blonde hair. hair, man. But it looks like uh, the type of blonde where, you know, you've dyed it once too often. <laughs> yes. and, it's, and it's just burned and frizzy looking. Yes. And then he has a black beard, a black jet, goatee. Jet black. A jet black goatee. And like... He's he's been in the tanning bed too long. So yeah, he looks he's a little like sunburned. a little red. He's a little red, and he's got a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> and he wears and like a big medallion or something. Yeah, a big medallion. Yeah. yeah, he looks like okay. We're saying he looks like a blonde Tom Savini or something. Yes, a blonde or, Tom Savini. Or the creator of the Black Cougar. Oh, if yeah, anyone knows a, yeah. who that is, you, you could look it up. Yeah, check out the Black Cougar. <laughs> but I like he's. Remind me of one of those guys. It's like the feathered hair. He's kind of like losing his top there. It's like if you go back to high school, like for a reunion or something like that. Yeah, the guy still thinks he's cool. He's that guy that's still in the same small town. (laughs) Yes. Thinks he's kind of cool, still has the same haircut, and he still drives like the same like 1970s Trans Am (laughs) that's really run down now. And that's like the attitude that this character has as well. He's got all like the good one-liners in the movie. I mean, this is a guy that like... Looking at his IMDb, he's worked with Brett Piper a lot. So yeah. they're obviously buddies in whatever small town they mm-hmm. live in. Because this is a cast of, there's like four people. Because there's also right. the two people that show up at the bar to pick up Blondie. Mm-hmm. And let's just call it like the weasel guy who wears a fur coat the entire movie. Yeah, like, it's like this fur-lined vest. It's <laughs> yeah, very strange. Fur-lined vest. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a weasel. Tall weasel guy. He and and some girl yes. sh- show up. They're trying his to... sister-in-law. Oh, yes. okay. Because so, they're looking for the like jet pilot that 
crash at the beginning. Right, and they're hiring Blondie uh, yeah, as, as a pilot because yeah. he knows of the existence of some this location, I guess. Which we should point out, this location that they keep talking about. The green about, screen. <laughs> yeah, they're like the crater where it landed. Like, it's not on an island or anything. Yeah. It's just like a forest a couple of miles down the road. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like it was Skull Island They gotta fly there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And then they crash and uh, they pick up the Blondie's brother. Uh, right. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, Riley? Riley? Yeah, sure. Riley. The somewhat handsome gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> most handsome the gentleman. The most handsome of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Blondie, the feathered hair. It looks like he can take care of himself. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, I think like maybe 15 minutes in here, we're like, oh, what is this movie going to be? Yeah. Like lots of green screen. Uh, like shoddy green screen. And CGI yeah. that's yeah. like, uh, I don't want to say like birdemic level. It's better than that. It's better than that. But yeah. it's kind of low budget. And when you <laughs> yeah. like put it together with like the compressed video, mm-hmm. bad sound and kind of like weak audio mix. Like, yeah. You, you're like, oh no. Oh, no. I don't Not know really if I'm sure. in trouble. But then boom, they get to this like magical monster land. Oh, it's And great. they just keep running into stop motion monsters. And these are yeah, amazing. Everywhere. As soon as the first one came on. Yes. We were so happy. We were like, oh my God. This is amazing. And it looks actually really good. The smoothness of the movement yeah. and the de- creature design was very, very yeah, really creative. Yeah, yeah, there's some really inventive looking monsters. Uh, yeah, yeah, because there's like almost like a dozen monsters that show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't keep count, but no, yeah. I think it probably was something like that. And there was a mix of like the monster and then they would build props that could interact with the actors. Like yeah, that's every right. Every monster had one and that's always mm-hmm. really fun too. Yeah. And like, so this movie is just these heroes just kind of wandering around, I guess and just running into monsters and trying to escape. Pretty much, yeah. So they're just looking for this guy, and then they, uh, I guess, encounter Triclops. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Triclops. If you can guess, he's just a big monster man with three eyes. <laughs> but three he's st- giant. Yes. Yeah, he's giant. He's a he, giant man. He has, like, one kind of club foot. And yeah, <laughs> and he's supposed to look, like, a little bit like the amazing Colossal Man that if you've ever seen, it's, like, a big mutated guy. I have, from, yeah, and he has, like, a loincloth. Yeah, exactly. stuff. yeah, just like Triclops. But Triclops acts more like King Kong. Yeah. Because he's like, he picks up the woman and he's like, oh, and he puts her in a cave and stuff like that. So April, what was your favorite part? Well, I mean, I can't... Are you going to take the stop motion monsters? I kind of already started talking about them, but like they were really, really like the stars of the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. But even like Triclops had like his little eyes were were stop motion. I feel like those eyes looked like they were CG. Were they just moving so fast that it didn't look like stop motion? It looks like a mixture of both. They were were practical, but I think whenever they showed them... When it was moving though, it didn't... That didn't look like stop motion to me, but maybe, you know, you're not used to seeing stop motion yeah and there was a mix of both as well like because there's a point where triclops is like beating up a dinosaur king kong style right and like the head is real in the wide shot but the body is stop motion and, and they're they like kind of composited together yeah it's kind of clever I, that I like, was blended really yeah, well I, I like that sort of stuff it's just funny because it's like <laughs> this movie with you know this pretty bad acting looks like it's shot on video and then you have these like amazing creatures th- mm-hmm. and then you have this not so great green screen but then some of the green screen is pretty good mm-hmm. and then like you have like some matte paintings that look good and then a lot of them don't look so great and then you have like <laughs> explosions that are like stock stock CGI and stock sound effects you spotted stock, a bunch there yeah, were definitely. a ton of stock sound
sound effects, but you know, it all just kind of ended up being a mis mishmash. But mm-hmm. it, it kind of it, it it worked because like once you get past like that first chunk of exposition and they make it to the island, yeah, like, even the characters are more fun. They're doing like, a bunch of everything. Stuff. They have a lot of good banter, mm-hmm. uh, especially Blondie and his, his, Riley. Yeah, his brother, his bro. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of good. I mean, like I wouldn't. The only bad actor in the bunch is uh, the kind of main Weasley guy. Weasley yeah, guy. yeah. The, the girl is also terrible. a good actress. There's but a woman. I think the problem, like the thing about like the Weasley guy, is he's forced to be a weasel the entire time. Be he like, is, yeah, but I gotta he gets, get out of here. He gets most of the dialogue yes, in the movie. He he's very flat, and he's really terrible. He has no charisma. But everybody else works. It works mm-hmm. fine. They've got some funny jokes. It's a lot funnier than I expected. So, what was your favorite part, Colin? I would have to say just the, I guess, energy of it. Like mm-hmm. it, it moves along at quite a clip, and I mean, it's like seventy-five minutes. Yeah. It's uh, really just that one scene in the bar that, and was that's always like the worst. Way case. too long. Yeah, the the bar scene, and then you're like, oh Jesus, and so I, I have to watch like 90 minutes of this. <laughs> well, God, <laughs> I hope not. But I think that like the director's idea was we got to establish these characters, right? Yes. And that ended up being the boringest stuff to because the it was the the Weasley guy who was saying most of the dialogue. And also remember those guys that were after Blondie because he owed him the money. Right. <laughs> yes, there's, there's there's gangster characters that are introduced and do a bunch of business and yeah. then don't end up doing anything for the rest of the movie but then i think like plane or something yeah for the the sort of time that he meets the gangsters uh right at the beginning it's like oh okay it's like it's got some comedy there's a comedy element which i think really helps the movie because the worst thing is to see something like this and it just takes itself so seriously and tries to be like a genuine action movie and it's Mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god this i can't watch this but it's, it's actually really funny if like the movie and the director didn't understand what people like about these movies yeah exactly and he obviously does like if definitely the technical yeah. talks yeah. of some things aren't up to like where they should be that's yeah. probably because he did everything on this picture yeah which i get sure. the, the sense of and while the humor is like cheesy it, it we were laughing you yeah, know they, they <laughs> genuinely laughing. they got some funny good <laughs> there's like a line where he it goes works. like oh my god the Triclops is going to kill Tom. That's the we got to go guy. help him. And he's like, eh, the Triclops doesn't need any help. Because no. <laughs> they all hate him and they yeah. they want him to die more than anyone. Oh, we wanted this character <laughs> More than dead. us, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God, it's I can't take him. probably the only thing that like bummed me out more than that like opening is how easily disposed of the Triclops is. Yeah. We won't spoil it, but like he died and we were like, oh, that's it? it well, he died doing fanfare. something good. Yeah, he did. Honorable. <laughs> we wanted to see Tom get like ripped in half. Oh, man. Yeah, because like, he does. It, he, hangs, he has him over his head I at one point. I thought it was going to be like Empire of the Dark with Joe Pilato. Oh, yeah. And, that little, <laughs> and it's just, and it's just it's an acclamation. The acclamation like, Joe Pilato. That's another good uh, movie that has stop motion at the end. Empire of the yeah, Dark. Yeah, it's terrific. Movie. I think the thing that I like the most is that it's obviously that Brett Piper just shot this like in the forest behind his house or yeah. something like that, and he didn't let that stop him. Mm-hmm. Like he has all these limited resources, yeah. and he's like, "I'm just gonna do it. The stop motion is gonna look great, mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna work with what I have." Yeah. And like as the movie goes along, you can feel like a sense of confidence, like, "All right, this is happening. This is happening." Yeah. And I think that's really impressive, and it's a bummer. That like Triclops, like looking at Letterbox, it has one review. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, and it's a bummer because like it feels like it, whether you're a fan that just likes these kind of stop motion monster movies, yeah. like you would like this. It's very entertaining, and mm-hmm. I, I like the way that it gets in and out. Like it, yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome mm-hmm. like a lot of these movies do. And it's not self conscious in a way where it's like, oh, it's annoying. It's not like, winky. Yeah, exactly. Sort like, of thing. 
Other than like, oh, that looks like a monster you'd see in some kind of bad movie. That's like about as far as it gets. It was a very loving tribute to the 1950s, you know, style of monster movies. Mm -hmm. Same way that like the Crater Lake Monster was. It's it's very similar just Mm -hmm. in plot, but it was done in kind of a little bit of like a tongue-in-cheek way while still being sincere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important when you watch these kind of movies is Mm -hmm. like how sincere they are if you're like, we're doing a throwback. Yeah. Because like, do you guys remember all those like Grindhouse films that came out? Like Mm -hmm. Grindhouse imitation films where they do like the fake like film grain. Back when like Planet Terror and stuff came out. And you're like, oh, like do you even like these things? Like you're just making fun of them. It's so phony and and cynical. It's it's, look how crazy all the stuff we can throw at the screen but like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. like Kung Fury yeah, where it's like just that. like references but it's like well mm-hmm. it wouldn't know. have looked like this back then and it's like you yeah. don't have the spirit of this it's kind of like a shame I almost feel that visually there's a lot of clashing going on between mm-hmm. like the stop motion and then the kind of like weird digital CG a lot yeah. of CG in well this a lot of like um, kind of digital matte paintings matte paintings and links and stuff like that and the characters are mostly like on green screen it looks yeah. like yeah. other than like the forest when yeah. you're walking around and stuff like that and I maybe that's what's like keeping people away that's the only issue with like digital is like at this point in time mm-hmm. there's no nostalgia related to it at all yeah like, if you look at vhs there's like a warmth to vhs that like people like yeah and th- mm-hmm. that does not exist for digital and, yeah like, i don't know if that not will yet. eventually happen <laughs> yeah like when suddenly everything is super crisp and clear and people are like man i miss that interlacing and the yeah. blockiness when it came yeah. to digital films it's it's almost a shame that they didn't shoot it on, I don't know, like 16 mil or I mean, something. I that would have cost so much I know, money, I know, like. I know it would have. Well, according to IMDb, the budget was $250,000. That is. If then, that is the and case. And then it says in brackets, estimated. Yeah. yeah. Based on what? That went into the stop motion stuff, yeah, which is the best so. looking. This I is mean, what it would probably, have cost. Probably just building the materials to build the creatures yeah. and the uh, life-size um, portions of the creatures yeah. that were. The gigantic you know, like pincer the claw, claw. Yeah, the big claw. And then there's like, there's, they did a whole head I think for the stegosaurus thing yeah they did because the uh, triclops is like wrestling with the stegosaurus monster at one point also the makeup is really good on the triclops Mm -hmm. yeah he had an interesting design I liked his like little yeah half his face was kind of like melted he had like a Cro-Magnon thing going on and then the other half was the extra eyes (laughs) (laughs) and he had like a like an ape nose that like yeah yeah Yeah. and I think he had like a fake stomach and like the big hand you make it sound like it was was all ripped no it was just like a big like you know, he was not ripped, by the way. You think he, he? Yeah, he looked very out of shape for someone who's probably like fighting giant monsters all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like gorillas and stuff. Like they're not usually ripped. They usually have like a gut, right? Yeah, that's well, true. They're strong as hell, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, maybe it's all muscle. Okay, here, here's my deal. Okay, because mm. like clearly he kind of like when he captures the woman, he puts her in this sort of like. There's like a kind you of Mayan. I know up. I kept bringing it up. There's like this Mayan temple yes. at the base of it. It's almost like a cave that he puts her in, and then he has these this sort of like caged door that he puts up but it's, it's a gate it's like a little like kind of gate that's made out of like two by fours and, and bolted together like did he hand make those bolts you know does he have a wrench this is the one thing you can't suspend your disbelief you can't over. Suspend your dis- every time it came a up triclops no problem it's like uh straight wood does he have a workshop on this island what if it like triclops is like gotta go to work it's and like, he, like it's like big do, adventure he had like, to do something so yeah. he spent his days like what do the triclops do during the day i don't know fight giant monsters <laughs> yeah Try to stay alive. I mean, there's yeah. like scorpions. There's like a big like tick thing that has like tentacles. Yeah, yes. there's like tentacle things there's that has like, like a, a walrus face. There's like a big prehistoric ant that has um, babies that hatch oh, out of these so eggs. So good, and they're little like 
prosthetic things that come out that then they squish and they it, yeah, it looks the blood. so cool. The, the ant throws the girl in like this cave and then blocks up the cave door so she can't get out and then like all the babies hatch and yeah, yeah. and then she's really smart. She does a smart thing, which is I don't know if this is premeditated, but she kills one of the ant babies and then the other ant babies eat the the dead one <laughs> and then they're fighting over their dead yeah, brother it's like stop motion little ant babies like it's right so here. cool it's really but cool. it's like she had the foresight to think okay they're gonna eat this and yeah. they let me escape so know? i think we all agreed like watching this that this is better than peter jackson's king kong this Skull is more Island. this is more entertaining agree. i would watch this any day of the week over i mean yeah 75 minutes versus king kong self-seriousness of what is that 700 minutes <laughs> yeah, i think like that. i think the bug bug pit attack scene in king kong is like 75 minutes i don't minutes even want to talk about it you know the extended uh, edition of king kong skull island and there is an extended edition adds more scenes with like dinosaurs and stuff. really i mean like Speak the. I will take like crummy compositing done in your house yeah. versus Jack Black running away from those dinosaurs. Oh, like on around. a treadmill <laughs> yes. on a, against a green screen. I think the Skull Island portion of Peter Jackson's King Kong was longer than Kong Skull Island. Yes. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> Holy crap! Peter Jackson's listening to this. He's like, I'm a big Triclops guy's, fan. Uh, I, oh, hey, oh, I heard uh, heard they're doing an imitation of me a few weeks ago. <laughs> I listened to this new podcast. What were they talking about, King Kong? <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Wait, is he new? What, what accent is that? I don't know. He kind of comes and goes. <laughs> he goes to like, I don't know, British. Oh, fuck, fuck you. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> no, that sounds more like Bo Hoskins. I mean, Bob Hoffins. Uh, yeah. Wait, oh, Bob, no. Bob, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hopkins just showed up. Oh, my God. Bob Hopkins. Roger. So we're Bob making Hoskins. this a plea that people should put stop motion monsters in their movies. I think the only other person in that I know movie. who does that is Steve Kostansky. And now he's too big for yeah, that. Yeah, I actually well, I was getting like he, a kind of manborg feel like watching this. You should movie. hire this guy. Brett Piper? Yeah, Brett Brett Piper. Uh, Peter Jackson shedding a tear right now. He's <laughs> well he's not gonna he's not gonna use wetter. <laughs> maybe my, I can't do an accent. <laughs> he's like, maybe maybe I could hire Brett Piper. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I could hire Brett Piper. For my next, my next oh, movie. Man, all these dueling Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh, for, for the front for the frighteners too. Oh no, for the I feebles would, too. I would love if Peter Jackson like made the frighteners too. You know, it's only a matter of time. Everything's getting remade these days. They're trying to, you know, get onto that nostalgia. Ooh, I'll remake frame. the frighteners. Yeah. yeah, just give me a call. I I, I was lying. Not I after this. Po- not after this podcast. He's not going to give you. A call. I have Steve it Kostansky on normal DVD it. and Blu-ray extended edition. He's like scratching your name off of his list <laughs> no! right now. People to call. I've bought the frighteners three times oh my on God. DVD. And I haven't yeah. seen it since I was a kid. Hey, good things about this. Justin DeClue. I'm gonna <laughs> check listen to one of his. Oh, podcasts. he's got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> no. I mean, other than the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, my favorite Peter Jackson movie is definitely, um, oh God, what's it called? The one with the two little girls. Oh, Heavenly Creatures. The Heavenly Over Creatures. the That's greatest right. splatter film of all time, Dead, Dead Alive. Alive. I have not seen Dead Alive. Whoa! I've got a copy. I know, I've been meaning to see it. Dead I was, Alive is uh, so good. It and is amazing. Like, I always say this to people where I'm like, this is the the goriest film of all time, and they're I, like, absolutely, I, I don't. It is. There's no film will ever be gorier than Dead Alive. I've I don't seen think some so. pretty gory things, but I mean, yeah, I, that's I, what everybody says. I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> and bad taste. Have you seen that one? Uh, no. Oh, I don't uh, even know Halloween, that one. Here we go. Meet the Feebles. Oh, bad taste would make a good uh, one for this podcast because it kind of edges on that line. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe mean, it's well, good, though. is it it's is, good. is it's, it like monster themed or like it's aliens? Yeah, yeah. aliens. I was gonna say we could do it for like. A Halloween themed episode or something. Yeah, that's a funny movie. 
That's one of, I assume that's one of his older movies. It's his first movie, yeah. He's, oh. He stars in it, too, isn't he? Yeah, he plays multiple roles, multiple roles in it. And one yeah. scene, he's fighting himself. All right, let's save the, okay, yeah, the okay. bad taste. Can't talk about this. <laughs> okay, so Peter Jackson, <laughs> if you would like to um, write into this podcast, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. Send your suggestions and or questions. And if you want to find me on Twitter, my handle is at April at Mansky. And I realized I never actually spelt that. And a lot of people um, misspell my last name. So that's A-P-R-A-L-E-T-M-A-N-S-K-I. And if you want to tweet at me, it's J. That's D-E-C-L-O-U-X. And you can also follow me on Letterboxd, which I uh, catalog all the movies that I watch, including these two. It's just Justin DeClue. And if you want to Twitter at me, I'm uh, Sergeant Zima. <laughs> we sound like we're like 90-year-old people. If, if you, you want to tw- use the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Sean Connery just said <laughs> Oh, my God. If you want to send me a letter via carrier pigeon. <laughs> uh, I'm Sergeant Ziva, so it's S G T Z I M A. What else? and where can we? Where can people get these movies? Oh, we, did, we oh, didn't yeah. even say. Um, Nightmare at Noon uh, is on Blu-ray. So. Yeah, it's released from, by Shout Factory. And the transfer is great. Mm-hmm. It's a really good uh, transfer. Uh, and yeah. you can really hear that great Hans Zimmer score. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah, God, we forgot I got to, to mention Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer score. did the soundtrack. I don't know for this. if it's his best work. Uh, Hans Zimmer, or maybe it was. A little man from Vibrations. Oh, Cyberstorm. Yeah, it's, like, it's a little, it's a little bit uh, cyber techno. Well, Hans Zimmer, before he became like a composer for movies, wasn't a band where he it's played true. keyboards. It's true. He That's was in right. some kind of '80s new wave band. Mm. Ah, um, so many of them back then. Yeah, and you mentioned where you got Triclops. Yeah, you can get Triclops. Like I checked, like on Amazon.ca, you can actually get it for seven bucks. Okay, get on that. Definitely people. worth it. And yeah, it's released by Alpha New Video, and it comes with commentary and outtakes and bloopers. Cool. I want to actually, I want to see more of this guy's movies. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to check more of them out. And you should check them out too. So that about does it for this episode. I'm April Atmansky. My name's Justin LeClue. And I'm Colin Cunningham. Twas beauty that killed the Triclops. <laughs> and don't forget, there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs>